I am the creator of Food Talks DC, a platform that intentionally creates space for people of color to share food to share food narratives that stem from the land. I travel the DC area and beyond to document personal food journeys, anecdotes, and personal perspectives from everyday people, residents, growers, and activists on topics related to health, tradition, environment, sustainability, food justice, and culture. This podcast will highlight black and brown edible activists in the food and farming space. And no, not that kind of edible you're probably thinking about. Food, everybody. We're talking about food. I choose to define an edible activist as anyone who is feeding their community, environment, and family through healthy food. Every week, I will bring in a special guest to hear their personal food journey firsthand and learn how they are channeling their edible, their edible activism in the D.C. area. We don't promote people. We tell stories and empower communities. Today on the show, I am so excited to have the queen, the badass artist, <laughs> the chef, the raw vegan chef, guys, all the way from L.A., but she's actually from Washington, D.C., Lauren Vanderpool, and I am just so elated to have her in my presence. Um, I was telling her earlier today, actually a few days ago, I had a wish list of people who I wanted to interview, and she was one of them. I hit her up on the DM on Instagram. <laughs> I said, hey, Lauren, are you going to be in town anytime soon? I was like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. This is a new opportunity for me. And she was like, I'll be there from the first through the fifth. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, are you serious? Like, this just happened? Um, so anyway, welcome, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you. And y'all, we <laughs> were like rapping like cool kids earlier. We were just in deep conversation yes. about spirituality and, you know, just energy. And, you know, Lauren just always brings this great energy to all her environment. I've met her a couple times before and the same person I met the last two times, the same person on Instagram and just she's full of great vibes. Don't make me cry. I know. (laughs) But I watched a video of you yesterday and I was emotional because your journey is freaking amazing and it's so inspiring. So um, and on top of me, like stalking her on social media, like. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, peeps, we're actually going to learn um, a lot more about about um, Miss Lauren here Um, on top of her being a chef, a celebrity chef. She's worked with Serena and and Venus. She's, you know, worked with Common. um, And but on top of that, like she started her business at the age of 16. She was selling food outside of Howard University. She's from D.C. Like she grew up around the block, guys. And she's just like her journey is awesome. And so. Like I said before, we, we, we don't promote people, we tell stories. So I definitely want to um, give people a feel for who you are and just walk us through your narrative a bit and what that journey was like for you coming up in D.C. and what did food look like and, you know, the family home. Are you crying this morning? <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> You're not helping me, though. <laughs> Probably more than people want it, but, you know, I'm just feeling it, so... <laughs> No, I appreciate that. I appreciate you acknowledging my journey. Um, 
And I just appreciate you for having this platform because it's so important. It really is. Congratulations Thank on you. just stepping out and, and utilizing your voice to uplift people and to have people like me come on your podcast to share and hopefully inspire. So thank you again. You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. So catch us up. You know, what was what was what, what's your story? You uh, know, you I know you grew up in D.C. and and food wasn't glamorous, you know, growing up and you you. Um, the the surroundings of a food desert and just the some of the dispar- disparities that that you experienced and that you witnessed, you know, definitely um, is what was the catalyst behind everything that you're doing today. And I think the which we'll learn more about the greatest thing about um, your journey as a whole is you know although you're in LA, like you come back to DC because you know you have community to take care of you bring your work back to the dc area so um but walk us through what was that like uh wow (laughs) well like most people here in washington dc and most people in inner cities um i grew up without a father you know my father he's been incarcerated since i was three years old he's still there um and so that wasn't easy however it definitely um built this strength in me, you know, I guess I was overcompensating. Um, I grew up with my mom, beautiful, amazing, sweet soul who just made us feel like we lived in a mansion, although we lived on Ninth and Kennedy in one of the most dilapidated houses on the block. Um, And really due to her being so broken and hurt by like most people are coming out of the 80s you know my father he was one of the biggest drug dealers on the east coast with john Gotti and you know those guys out of peace from brooklyn and um and you know so much happened i think i you know just being a product of that and growing up in a food desert at 16 um after I was stabbed in my head and almost died, it really um, woke me up. It, it made me look in, in, into my environment and look at what was going on. And, and it was so painful because no adults thought that there was anything wrong with what was going on. And even if they did, they were too hurt and broken to do anything about it. You know, too defeated, too depressed, um, too poisoned by the food, by the music, by the TV, by everything that was bombarding them. And so somehow we've become comfortable in that. Somehow I became comfortable in that. And when I was stabbed, it literally woke me up. I believe that it activated the pineal gland. I was stabbed in my temple, and I learned later on that there's a technique called tapping. And if you tap certain parts of your body, especially the temples, it activates the pineal gland. So I guess that big hit <laughs> knocked some sense into me, truly. And like overnight, um, I I don't know. I started to listen to my intuition. You know, I started to listen to God's voice speaking to me. And when I was told to go left, I went left. When I went told, was told to go right, I went right. And so one day, what really um, opened me up is I, I got on the 70 bus on Georgia Avenue and rode by Howard University. And I've been living in D.C. my whole life. And something told me to get off the bus. So I got off the bus and something told me to go into this store, which is no longer there. It was called the House of Commit. And... I went in 
side and there was a book. The first book I saw was called Heal Thyself by Queen Afua, who I was, I, I've admired since then. And she's now like a mentor, a friend, like a godmother to me, which I still can't believe. Um, but I read that book in one day. The next day, I was a raw foodist, okay? I was like, there were levels in the book that said, okay, you know, there is a vegetarian, there's a vegan, there's a raw foodist, there's fruititarian, there's breathitarian. I was like, I don't think I'm going to do breathitarian. That's a little too far for the city, you know? I think I'm going to go ahead and start with raw foods because it was explaining how the raw foods go into your body and begin to heal you. They have certain enzymes that help to digest your food and just understanding the power of the plant medicine really inspired me to be a a medicine woman food. Like I'm not just a chef. I was creating food that was going to go into the body and heal, you know? And once I read that book and I woke up, oh my God, everybody that I could tell, I was telling. I mean, from the hood dudes on the street, from the killers, drug dealers, the professors at Howard, the business owners. And eventually I started like two months later, (laughs) I was so activated that I, and, and just revved up that I decided that I was going to start my own business. And now I didn't have money to start a business. So I volunteered at a local, it was a health food store, grocery store called Everlasting Life. Now it's called New Vegan. But back then it was Everlasting Life. And I began to volunteer. And what I would do is I would take the produce that they would give me in exchange for my services and I would make all this food and I would sell it in front of Howard University. And I was just I was making two grand uh, every week just as 16 years old Um, and really I got the concept of selling because I grew up around drug dealers so I was like okay a nick bag is five we got ten dollars so let me see five dollar pies are gonna work you know what I mean we're gonna have to do seven dollar you know so it was just and it was so powerful that uh, to be able to inspire not only uh, my family um but my community, my teachers, I mean, a lot of my teachers in high school became vegan, started being Afrocentric and everything because I was so adamant about sharing this, like, wake up, guys, you know? And there have been all kinds of twists and turns in the midst of it because I was also a teenage mother, um, a, a, a abused teenage mother. I was, you know, raped and abused as a teenager and it was it was also in, in addition to that and trying to break free of that um, element, I was bombarded with another element that could have broke me down. And I really swear that as many times as I as I have been broken down, nothing has been able to touch me. You know, there's I, I really am just so grateful. I don't know who I am sometimes. Like I have gone through so much and, and, and somehow I've made it through and I just attribute it to God. The ancestors have just protected me in such an amazing way. And it's because I believe I have such great purpose on the planet, you know, and there's so many other people that I have to free starting with myself consistently. Every day I have to free myself. You know, I say that anyone who's living in a city they're not really themselves because you're bombarded. This is a fake world. It's an art- artificial world, you know. If you really want to l- meet yourself, go into nature. That's where she is, you know. And so um, 
that's really where I am now um, with my journey. Yes, I've catered the Oscars, the Grammys. I've worked with the likes of Serena and Venus Williams, Stevie Wonder, and all of those things. You know, and that's all fabulous and great, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. You know, but this next level is taking the step and going back into nature, okay, and really... Um, and really living the life. You know, I, I always say you can be a raw foodist anywhere, of course, but it doesn't make sense to be in a horrible artificial world trying to be a yogi and a raw foodist. Well, that, that, and that, that was actually going to lead me to another question because I remember the last time I had met you and I was in your space, you know, she was actually teaching a class to um, a young group of kids in D.C. And one of the I actually stood up and I asked you and I said, you know, do you get any pushback from the kids about vegan food, you know, because they're, pro you know, it's just like, this don't look like nachos or Cheetos or anything like that, you know? Yeah. And I, I specifically remember you saying, you know, it's the love and energy you put into your food. It is. And this is why people love my food. And when I tell you, and maybe shame on me, I don't know if I didn't have the love or energy that day, my vegan burger did not taste like Lauren's the next day. <laughs> <laughs> That was a damn good vegan burger, okay? And I couldn't replicate it. And I was just like, this is the best vegan burger I've ever had. But um, you can be vegan and you can be raw. You can be whatever. But if you don't have that energy, that good energy, that that what lies within you, you can forget about I it. And I remember that. you saying that. I and tell that's people so true. That. Yes, I tell people that all the time that, you know, there's so many people who are vegan and yogis and all of this or, you know, self-proclaimed yogis. And what's happening <laughs> is that, you know, they're broken and they're hurting. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to really be energetically qualified for those kind of positions to say that you're that. Either way, we're in this artificial world. So everybody is whatever, you know, they whatever. But I always say that if you're vegan and your energy is off and you're negative, everything you eat will be poison. I'd rather hang out with somebody who's eating a pork chop who's happy and loving Hello? and all that. <laughs> Give me them, please. Give me them. I'll take them <laughs> over the vegan who's a self-righteous judging negative just give me a break I or the yogi who's agree. looking down on people that is not what it's about because you know what and my my god sister reminded me of this food is a very judgmental space it can be it and can that's be. another thing that i really love about you and your work you're not on social media saying everybody needs to be vegan you know everybody needs to be this you have worked with so many different people and so many different spaces and so many different chefs who you know fry the pig fry the, you know whatever and you just like you you're in your lane and like this is what i do and you still have love for everybody else and what they're creating and that's important thank you that is so important thank so you. i just really appreciate that about you and your work you know thank you girl i appreciate um, it now correct me if i'm wrong but aren't you are you guyanese I am a Guyanese girl. All yes, right. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Yes, I'm actually going there um, after the Emmy Awards. I'm actually catering the Emmy Awards. Um, gifting. I told y'all she was badass, amazing, everything. <laughs> so, but after that, because you know, you know, none of that's a cool thing. Yeah. But it's like you know, I'm I'm ready to go to the jungle. So I'm like, <laughs> as soon as we finish with that, I'm hitting it, honey. <laughs> I'm going to be. I was going to ask, do you go back often? And like, how much has um, that culture influenced your work? 
you know, well, from I, a creator standpoint, food standpoint. Yeah, I, I really do look at you as a creator. You know, I know like Chef Lauren Vanderpool, yes, but you are a creator, you know. You. So, but how much has your Guyanese culture influenced you as a, as a whole from a holistic perspective? Well, the reason why I really cook is because of my great grandmother, who's a Guyanese woman. She's Amerindian Indian. And um, she married a man who was from Hong Kong, China. He came to Guyana, and they had a restaurant. So I grew up in a household with Chinese, Indian, all kinds of, and the food, but they had Guyanese accents, which is very interesting, you know. And the food was so good. I still have not tasted anybody's food that tastes like my great-grandmother, Mommy Sue, okay, to this day. And... Um, it's definitely impacted me, my flavor profile. She has influenced my flavors, you know. So when I cook, I always bring her in the kitchen with me, you know. I always bring her with me because she is the foundation from which I came, you know. And I have been back to Guyana. I went back when I was 17 years old, and I have not been back since, which is going to be so powerful that I'm going back um, after the Emmy Awards because... Um, it's been a long time coming and I was looking, well, where am I going to have my natural healing village resort situation? And I was like, well, I could do Guyana, Trinidad, I, you know, Costa Rica is a little oversaturated. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I want to have a place (laughs) where I can also be in some Calypso Soca vibes, you know, and if I need to go down and get a good roti, I can do it. (laughs) I love it. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So you know what's up. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm exploring the planet because that's another thing is that we have the entire planet to explore. So I'm starting in Guyana. I'm going to go into the bush with, I have cousins and aunties and uncles and all of them there. So I'm going to go in, have them show me some land. And actually my great grandmother, Mommy Sue, has land there, but I haven't seen it. So I don't know whether we're going to use that or whether I have to buy something else. But I'm excited to go um, in a few Can weeks. I come? Can I just like yes. hop in your suitcase and just roll me on Come through? on, true girl. Like, come oh on. Gosh. I have <laughs> a deep, I just, I have a deep, deep appreciation for the West Indian culture. Me too. A deep appreciation. We're just fun, right? And our food is good. The food <laughs> is freaking amazing. I'm telling you, like I haven't been all around the world, but I've been to a few places, but I'm telling you. Jamaica was like still one of by far. I've been to Jamaica literally like 16 times in my life. It's I'm, ridiculous. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it is amazing. So, so, so great. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank I'm you. So excited. I'm so excited. Um, okay, guys, we're actually going to take a quick break. Um, I have Chef Lauren Vanderpool here with me, Edible Activist Radio, sharing all her good vibes, swerving in all that energy yes. she brings every time I meet her. <laughs> you guys can't see her, but she has on like this fly yellow dress. But oh, uh, <laughs> Thank you. You can see it on my Instagram at Queen of Green. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So we'll be right back. All right. And the break song here is called Wine Up by Jubilee from her album After Hours. We'll be right back. This is Full Service Radio. Now we know the club and we a get freaky, but it's all just 
All right, all right. Thank you guys. Um, been having a great conversation for you, for those who are actually just tuning in. I am here. This is Melissa Jones of Food Talks DC, and I'm here with Chef Lauren Vanderpool of um, everything. She's actually, you know what I forgot to mention? She's the author of Eat Yourself Sexy as yes, well. Which and is Fresh an City Kids Fresh, recipe book. Yes. Which yes. was also, um, I produced for my summer program that I did last year with 180 youth that we certified in, um, as vegan and raw food chefs, but um, they also became authors of their very own recipe book last summer where it's sold now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So they're making money off of their book currently. That is so freaking dope. Okay. Thank you. Renowned <laughs> chef. Gosh, she's worked with Serena Williams, Venus Williams, Common, um, has worked, for those who are familiar Michelle with Dr. Sabi, yes. Michelle Obama. Stevie Wonder. Every, the list goes on. <laughs> so for anybody in the hotel who actually wants to come down and meet Chef Lauren. I'm come down. Here. We're here. here. We're here. <laughs> yes. Come on. We're nice. We're friendly people. Um, so... <laughs> That actually, I'm glad that you brought that up because I remember, again, because I cyber stalk um, Lauren on her page and I'm just obsessed with everything she does. Um, I'm not a creep, guys, just FYI. Um, one thing that is really important to me, and especially to our culture, especially people of color, is really the topic of generational wealth. And um, I recall you actually, um, I think I, I remember seeing a photo of you and I think it was you and your grandmother and you talked about how you were creating generational wealth and how you were building a legacy. And I just thought to myself like, wow, I, we need to have more conversations like that within our community and within our culture and what we're building and what we're growing. Can you just speak to the, even more to the importance of, of the legacy that you're creating, but also the importance of the generational wealth, like the kids who are making money off of the rest of, like that is great. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so it's very interesting because I am, um, uh, so I understand that money is produced from trees. So real wealth is in nature. Back to that, right? Back to the jungle, guys. <laughs> back to the jungle. Always bringing us back to the jungle. <laughs> right? So like, you know, physical money is um, right now, uh, you know, we need it in this world, you know. But, uh, and, and, and which is why I, I find it very important to not just be an employee, but to create um, business from your passion, you know, whatever you love, because then you're going to actually want to wake up and do it. That's one. Two, you're really going to be able to prosper with that because you want to wake up and do it, you know. And I think what happened with us is that there wasn't generational wealth created, which has left a lot of people um, just with nothing or, you know, having to fend for themselves. There's no kind of blanket that says, you know what, here, you don't have to work so hard. You know, you can actually enjoy life. People forget that this is this life is for us to enjoy. This artificial world has us thinking that we got to get up and do this and do like robots. And I say, no, get out of the robot robotic life and get into who you really are and start creating that gen generational wealth from your passion. And that way, the people coming behind us will, will have something to start with and they'll, they'll see the value in it and create that for the next person. You know, we need to begin to educate ourselves um, and the children from young 
you know, to, hey, you don't have to just go and work at McDonald's or work at this place, even though there's, you know, I'm not saying anything's wrong with going to get a job. However, it costs 300 plus dollars to start a business, to get it, you know, start the business and get a bank account open. You know, people are spending that on shoes. Yes, they are. Right? So it's really understanding um, the, where the priority lies and knowing that, oh, you, I'm going to grow this. This $300 is going to turn into $600. It's going to keep on growing for me. So I really think that that's important because a lot of times we're chasing money because we haven't had it, mm-hmm. right? Which is why we're walking around like showing our chains and doing certain things, which is like, these are material things. You are the wealth. You physically, you are the wealth. The soul within you is what is so powerful, not these fake material things that we're trying to work so hard to get. That's to me, it's stupid. We're working so hard to get a dress. It's like, give me a break. A dress that we actually, if we tap into our own creativity, could make ourselves. Like we're backwards. We're we're, we're a little lost. And it's time for us to become, um, to find ourselves in that we're gonna find in nature. In nature. Well, you know what? And that, but that, that, that is so true. And I think I love how she's bringing us back to the jungle. Bring us back. Take us back to the jungle, baby. Bring us back. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, I was actually reading an article the other day in Modern Farmer, and it, you know, it talked a lot about how, you know, specifically black people don't want to. There's this thing about going back to the land. Because all the negativity associated with it. The trauma. The trauma. Why do you want to go to anybody trying to go farm after you've been, <laughs> um, get your ass back out on the field and pick that cotton. <laughs> you know, anybody trying to go back on the, on the farm but land and as pick well. no cotton. Or the, but the, the land as well. But we have been uh, miseducated and traumatized to not want to do it. And can you blame people? See, you that's can't what I blame them, but we got to reverse it. But that's why the plant medicine is important mm-hmm. because I always say that you know you don't have to preach to anybody. If they begin to eat um, foods that are alive, there's divine intelligence in these plants that go in and activate who you naturally are, and then you can you'll start to look at things a little differently. Mm, this is okay. You know, and there's some medicines that are so strong that it can lift it off of you in an instant. People don't realize the power that the Mother Earth has, that has. You know, we need to begin to go back into nature because these plants, honey, will go in and, and just heal all of the past life traumas and stuff that that are, are like over top of us energetically that we're not even aware of. We don't know why we're acting like this. We don't know why we're so sad and depressed sometimes. It's in our DNA. It's been passed down. It's time for us to really break those chains, and we only can do it with love. We have to remove the hate and the anger. And, you know, a lot of people are holding it, and they're acting like it's not there. It's there, and it's ready to explode. And if we don't let it go and find ways to, to, to um, release it, it's not going to be good. It's going it's to be a, a bit scary. And we're coming up upon that, which is why people like you and I are so important. Because for me, I deal with the inner world. I'm going in. I don't want to, you don't have to think that I'm anything special. You could just think I'm a chef, right? Because I don't care. You know, I'm coming in and showing you hair. Eat these greens. Eat these things. And when you do, then you think you're the teacher. You're the healer. You're doing it. I'm not, who am I? You, your own healer. I'm just but a facilitator. That, that, and I love that because that is partly what edible activism is all about. Because my whole thing about the movement was 
it's it's for everyday people. The movement is for everybody. However, whichever way you, whatever actions you're taking, whether it's being conscious, you know, the energy that you're giving out in the whole food space, you know, and that's why I'm also allowing people to, to define that for themselves. You know, it's every, it's, the movement is for everybody, you know, the platform yeah. is for our stories, our voices, but the movement is really for everybody. everybody. Yes. Really, everybody really gets to be inspired. Absolutely. Because everybody needs the healing. Yes, Everybody. Do. Every single body. Oh my goodness. Can you like sing love can you just like sing that because y'all she can sing guys love so many no i'm about to sing music so child uh, which love did you want the kirk franklin love or the music soul child well lauren tell me how can i eat myself sexy not that I don't think I'm well, sexy, um, you are but can I'm I like, eat myself even more sexier, okay? You know, Tell me about eat, eat yourself sexy. I love that. Um, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really will say just eating off the land, you know? We have a ton of greenery all around. Why do you think that God puts so much green around us? Because it has naturally occurring chlorophyll, minerals, things that are going to go into the body and activate you, electrify the cells, give you that energy that you need, right? And then you go to the ocean. There's so many sea vegetables that are just so amazing, and they're going to just give you that power and that strength that you need. I say you eat yourself sexy by stop buying things from the grocery store that is packaged, being more mindful of growing your own food, and maybe just, if you have to go to the grocery store, getting organic foods, fruits and vegetables. And not only that, understanding that we're impacting the food just as much as the food is impacting us, right, on an energetic level, right? So you have the power to breathe into your food, you know, to um, allow the energies, energy coming out of your hand to activate the food and raise the vibrational frequency of the food, uh, deeming it what we call prasad, food for the gods, right? So that way you're like completely activated. And what this does is it, is it not only makes you aware of your power, it makes anything you touch gold just by this practice, anything, right? Especially the food that you eat and the food that you share with people, um, a prayer, you know, certain sound frequencies uh, will help to raise the vibrational frequency of the food. You know, uh, breathing. You know, I always breathe over my food. I do my little thing. They'd be like, okay, what's going on over here? What kind of prayer is this? Don't worry about it. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about all that. Go ahead and eat it. It's, it's now ready, you know. But, yeah, I, I would say um, just eating more fruits, vegetables, and nuts. I, I don't like people to put themselves in a box even though I'm vegan, I'm plant-based, um, I say that you start where you are. And um, where you are is perfect. Perfect for me, perfect for you. And when you begin to just love yourself enough to say, you know what, I'm going to give myself the best lunch today. And well, what is that? You have to listen to your own intuition. You have the divine guidance. So you have to listen. What does your body need? And give your body that. We were just talking about that earlier today. I was, um, we, we, me, me, and my awesome like partner in crime now, Lita, photographer. She's here with us. We bust, we, we, we bust down 16th Street, y'all, right? Yes. <laughs> and we were just talking. I pulled some grapes out my bag, and I was like, "You want some?" And I was just telling her, I was just like, 
I'm, you know, especially as you get older, I'm coming into the space where like I'm literally have to listen to my body. Like my body wants mostly live foods in the morning, you know, like the lemon water and I need to eat live foods. I can't go straight for process. Like my body just doesn't want that early in the morning. And it just really is like listening to what the body needs, you know, absolutely. And that's imperative. And the more you do that, the more your body will naturally just be like, give me some more grains. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, I think I'm vegan. <laughs> You know, you don't even know who cares what who cares about the name. It's not about the box. The the reality is freedom is what we need to feel free to do whatever it is we want to do, not put ourselves in these weird boxes, get out of them. Who cares? You know, it's really about listening like you said, li- or like we said, listening to your body and giving it what it needs, you know? And I know some people who are vegan who would be like Oh my God, you know, what is this person eating? I can't be friends with this person. I don't want to be friends with them either. Neither. Like, neither I'm like, we need healing, even though they need love and healing too, but from afar. You know, some people, they, too, they know too much. You know, you, what do we call them? Educated fools. You know so much, but you don't have no common sense. You don't know anything about yourself and your inner world. You also focus on everybody else. Also focus on judging this, but oh, what are they doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> With your toxic self. Go sit down somewhere. <laughs> you write about that. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> wow. No, that, that, thank you for, for dropping that. That is absolutely amazing. Okay, so who's going to eat themselves sexy? Me. Yes. Me. Yes, girlfriend. Me. Yes, you will. You already are sexy. I just want to tell you, you, you are beautiful. Your oh skin is gosh. gorgeous and your energy is fabulous as well, girlfriend. I try. I try to be very conscious. And Ain't I just, no trying. I. <laughs> you doing it. You doing it. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. I am here with Chef Lauren Vanderpool, dropping all the great vibes, all her sexiness, all her energy, the island girl, but we'll be right back. And um, yeah, we'll see you in a few. This one's called Affairs by P. Morris from his record debut. We'll be right back. everybody it's melissa food talks dc um and i am here with chef lauren vanderpool the amazing everything that's like the new title that i'm giving her Thank my you. island girl <laughs> my awesome raw vegan chef the non the non-judgmental vegan chef okay. who like embraces everybody all the food cultures um and she's just been catching us up on her narrative growing up in dc you know starting her business at the age of 16 you know working with amazing celebrities going back to the jungle you know going back to the land she's just been dropping all this and she sang just a little bit for us y'all <laughs> she's a singer like she has a beautiful beautiful voice thank you this has been such a great experience and i'm just I just can't believe that I have you here in my face. 
I really, really, really just can't. I, I, I can't, but. I appreciate it. And this Honestly, is a blessing. This I, is a I'm blessing. grateful to be here. Honestly. And, and she's jetting off to New York like right after we leave here. Yeah. I must be a special person. You are. And she's going back to LA tomorrow, girlfriend. <laughs> so we talked about all this great food stuff. And, you know, like I said before, edible activism is a movement that I started because I wanted. Not everybody's on the front line, like you said, Lauren. You know, like your work is from within. Some people are on the front line. Some people are just trying to be conscious about where they spend their dollars, you know, where they buy their food from. It's an array of things. The movement, the movement is for every single person, you know. Um, but within the work that you do, in your own words, because I want to allow the opportunity for everyone who comes into my space to define that for what that means for themselves. So what does edible activism mean to you? Edible edible Mm -hmm. activism is um, really what I've committed my life to. Um, From 16 years old, when I found out that you can heal yourself from the inside out with plants, overnight I became a healer, a medicine woman, a chef, you know, an activist, going into the places that most people would never go and teaching the people that would otherwise never learn this information and it was very important to me to do that because I could see the beautiful light within all of the people in my community which was a food desert underprivileged community and I could see what most people couldn't see and um which is why I cared so much to put myself out there in harm's way on the front line and say hey guys I don't care if I'm here in on six in 640 and anybody who knows DC 640 Hobart 9th and Kennedy all those I mean let, let's just I'll just say that I had 13 friends die in one year at the age of 15 and they were from those neighborhoods oh my god okay so I didn't care I wanted to save lives I had too many people dying and for me I knew that the food would heal them the food would be the guider. The food opens you up to your spirituality, to your intuition. It's the first place you start to help remove the energetic gunk off of your, off of your vibration, out of your body, you know. And I've continued with that. I've been blessed to attract the likes of Serena and Venus and all these people. But it's really so that they could, they have a large platform. So I pour into them and they pour into everyone else. And, and I never cared about the fact whether people knew or not. I knew the job was getting done. And so to me, that's edible activism. You know, that's how I have um, expressed it. Uh, but there's new levels. Every, every year, every second that I grow, I find a new way to, um, to keep it fresh and exciting for myself and for others because at first there was a point where people thought I was nuts they was like oh lord here comes Lauren she got her <laughs> onk on her head wrap honey and she got a gallon of water and a bag of Is nuts that when you were changing names yes times. honey we was Phoenix <laughs> Samaya best of my honey I was all I went so many girl you don't even want to know it's hilarious um <laughs> and <laughs> you know I realized that I initially was a self-righteous vegan I was I cared so much that I was judging people. Put those chicken wings down with the you're killing yourself and da, 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 da. and for some people that worked, but for other people it annoyed them and turned them off, which is how I learned really quickly 
that if I was really interested in uh, make in accomplishing uh, what I came here to accomplish, then I have to uh, come in a different way. You know, and feminine energy is so powerful, right? Because it can come in and it can just soothe things. And people are eating fruits and vegetables, don't even know how they're eating the fruits and vegetables. Girl, I want some more. Mm. <laughs> Here you go, darling. I love my fruits and vegetables. Exactly. Mm. Yes. So that's pretty much how I am. Um, that is beautiful. Do uh, express my edible activism. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Well, I wish I would stay here all day and talk to you, girlfriend. <laughs> but you got to go. I got to go. We all got to go. And I just want to thank you again. But you. before we go to close out the segment, we're uh, going to do a quick like question and answer. Okay. It's easy. You got this, though. Okay. Come okay. on. I ain't scared. So I hope everybody's enjoyed. Um, anybody who just chimed in on the last bits of this, you know, I'm here with Chef Lauren Vanderpool, renowned chef, yogi enthusiast. She's everything. Artist, singer, creator. My jungle girl, my island girl. She's all all that in one. And queen of, queen of green. Find her on Instagram. Queen of green. Follow her. She does amazing work. She comes back to the D.C. area. Um, she was doing this whole summer youth program with the kids in D.C. And I just, the girl is badass. So I, I totally I look up to you. Thank you. Your journey is very inspiring. And just keep doing what you're doing. So, but. Thank you. Real quick. Okay. So we're going to do this really, really, really quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite leafy green? I know that's not easy. <laughs> Swiss chard. Oh, I love Swiss chard. They're so pretty and it's so, so yummy and they I are. love them. They are. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, an edible activist you look up to? Queen Afua. Queen Afua. I need to Google her. Need she to has a book her. called Sacred Woman, Heal Thyself. She is amazing. She is the reason why I started my journey oh, wow. at 16 years old. Everybody should know her. Okay, gotta check her out. Sweet, spicy, sour, or salty? I'm a mixture of both, darling, but I'll ke- you can keep the sour. Okay. <laughs> the mixture of both of what? I mean, the- sorry, I, I, I'm a sweet and spicy kind of girl. Okay, okay. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sour, not so much, okay. you know, but you know, I balance them all. But if there's anything that I'm really liking, it's a sweet and spicy kind of situation. That sounds right. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Favorite fruit? Mangoes. I love mangoes. My favorite. Island girl. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Easy, right? A good mango will always get you through, girl. Um, what is one way that someone can channel their edible inner, their edible activism in the black and brown space, food space? Um, really starting with themselves. You know, you don't have to be so worried about helping others, even though. It, you will naturally by just being and doing you. Um, I say just start with yourself. You know, when you begin to commit to loving yourself enough to eating more plants and, and fruits and vegetables that will activate you, naturally everyone around you is going to see it. If they like it and they're inspired, great. If not, great. You know, it's just starting with you and knowing that you came into this world um, Obviously, we all are here together, so we're intertwined, but you have to focus um, on you. So many people are trying to uh, do too much, going outside of themselves. They ain't even did the fix themselves yet. You're fixing people. You ain't fixed yourself. Hello? Start with yourself. <laughs> exactly. Edible activism, baby. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, that was great. Thank you for 
um, giving your good vibes on that as well. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We're here live on Full Service Radio every Wednesday at 11 a.m. You can access each episode after it airs at thelinehotel.com. Be sure to follow me at Food Talks DC on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, be sure to follow Chef Lauren Vanderpool at Queen Queen of Green. Correct, yes. right? And get Queen my book, Green. Eat Yourself Sexy. Eat Yourself Sexy. Amazon and Bonds and so we can all be walking around here with our sexy selves. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm already sexy, but yes. I, I'm become even more sexier. All right. Um, <laughs> are you an edible activist? Is so. Come join me on the show. I'd love to feature you. Send me a DM on Instagram, or you can email me at melissa at goodsoilevents.com. Thanks, everyone, and have a good, a great day. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. 